It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, good evening in English. I'm Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. You know the accent, this thick accent is French. Talking about this, I just want to read something very nice I received from somebody called Ashley Cool on my Instagram. She DM'd me and she said something very sweet. She said, this is going to sound strange, but I love hearing your voice on the radio with a smiley that is laughing. You have a nice accent. Thank you very much, Ashley, for the DM. Uh, I, I don't know if you like my accent or not. Uh, I've been working on my English for 10 years, actually at Barnes & Nobles, usually every Sunday with my English teacher, Veronica. So I do the best I can to be understood. Uh, but I can understand you. That is a sure thing. So if you have a question about love or relationship, just call me, 855-905-8255. Any questions about your relationship? Just dial 855-905-8255. Dina, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Dina. Welcome to The Rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? I, I'm, just, I'm not sure what to do. I, 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 um, I have a lot of debt from I was a, quite an irresponsible <laughs> younger <laughs> person, and I've uh, got a lot, a lot of credit card debt. And I recently got married, and... I feel like it's my responsibility to pay off this debt. And so I took a second job just to pay off my credit card stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm miserable. I cry at work like every day. Like I literally cry. And I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should just, you know, suck it up and keep trying to be strong and pay it off or if I should talk to my husband about it because I really haven't told my husband. I've been telling him that I love my job. I haven't told him that I'm really, really miserable. I'm not sure what I should do. I see. Um, what do you think would happen, Dina, if you told your husband? I think probably at the end he would be okay with it. He might be a little disappointed at first, but maybe maybe we could come up with some other kind of plan besides this. <laughs> okay, I have one in mind, but what do you think is a fair compromise about your situation? Gosh, great question. Um, I don't know. Maybe if I you know, put myself on some kind of like, I'm not allowed to spend any money for certain, not any money, but like, I like can't, I shouldn't be shopping or doing, a, you know, kind of buying fun things for a while until I pay this off. Yes. But I'm like focused on paying down my debt instead of buying new things. I would agree. I think the good compromise is you keep on paying things off. Maybe you change job if it's too bad. The second job, then you can, you know, find something that is, not as painful, but you take care of your responsibility. And I like the fact that when you think it's the right time, you tell your husband. Because we don't want to lie on unspoken in your marriage like this. And there is no shame in having debt. There is no shame in paying off the debts over time. Everybody has debt. It's part of society. So I, if I was your husband, I would appreciate the truth. I would appreciate the transparency of you telling me. And also the fact that you're taking care of it because you created the debt and you are paying them off slowly but surely. Okay, great. Thank you so much. All right. Good luck to you, Dina. I understand it's hard, but I think it's the right strategy. Thank you very much. Yes, have a good night. You too. I got an interesting date or jump email at therendezvousshow.com. There's a woman who needs help because she's confused about why a guy keeps... Stay with me. You'll know the rest when I come back. If you have a date or dumb question for me, for instance, and you can't dial in for any reason, remember you can always email me your question at therendezvousshow.com. Trisha, what is going on with Tara tonight? All right, so Tara messaged us and said, Bonjour, Simon. 
Bonjour Tara. I spent the night at this guy's place and he had a collection of stuffed animals on his bed. He moved them while we did the ooh-la-la, but then he carefully placed them back on the bed afterwards. It was really odd because he seemed totally normal otherwise. He wants to go out again, but I can't get this out of my head. Should I date him or dump him? Tara, that's a good question. What do you do if you go out with somebody and when it's ooh la time, there is plenty of stuffed animal on the bed? I'm going to advise you next. So I got a question for you. What would you do, honestly, if you go out with a guy, great date, you have ooh-la-la, and then you realize that the guy had a collection of stuffed animals all over his bed, right? So, which I think, and like Tara who emailed me, it's a little weird to say the least. And then Tara has asked me, should I date him or dump him? Tara, it is weird. I find it a little childish and surprising. But if everything else went well, I would just talk about it with him. I would say, hey, maybe it's time to remove the stuffed animal from the bedroom with a sense of humor. And maybe he's going to say, you're totally right. I don't know what I'm doing. Or if he takes it bad and say, hey, what are you saying? I love them. Then then I would suggest not to go out with him again. But I like to give somebody who had a good time a chance so to explain or maybe just evolve quickly. So I would talk to him, see how it goes, and then follow your intuition. You call that next, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Kate, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Kate. You have a romantic story to share with us tonight. I do. I do. Um, I have the most marvelous husband. We've been married about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And about, I want to say, about five years into our marriage, um, he started doing the 12 days of Christmas for me. And what he does is that on the you know 12 days of Christmas, he'll write me a note. It, it's like a, a poem. They're always poems and they always rhyme. And they're like the goofiest. Some, some are really romantic that rhyme. Some are sexy and naughty. Uh, <laughs> some are just, you know, funny. And uh, he always leaves me a gift on our bed um, that night. And he's like left me sexy lingerie. He's left me um, massage coupons. Mm-hmm. He's uh, left me um, gift cards to my favorite restaurant. Uh, but he does that for 12 days. And he's been doing that every Christmas for five years, six years. And I wow. save all the notes. And uh, it's really probably one of those romantic and kind gestures that he does in our relationship. It's, it's, I look forward to it every year, and I, um, it's really special. Good. I like it. I hope, I hope you do as much creativity for him than it does for you, though. You know what? I need to do better in that because it's always him that him, has yeah. been doing things. He's very romantic, my husband, and, and I'm, I'm really fortunate that he is. Okay. Well, reciprocity, not an ugly word in relationships. So good luck to you, Kate. Thank you so much for sharing that story and have a good night. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Reciprocity is not an ugly word. Let me talk about that next. There are two words for me, two major words when it comes to relationships that are really lifesavers for the relationship or for the marriage. The first one is compromise. The second one is reciprocity. And reciprocity is a key word because 
And every time I hear those, those romantic stories of yours, which I love, I always think, what do you do for such a romantic partner, right? Because it can never be one-way street. So we each have a way to express our love. We each have a way to do things for a partner. We each have a way to improve the daily life, the romantic daily life for the one we love. But do we do it? Do we reciprocate this kind of love? And how important is that? Stay with me. The answer is next. Where did I learn the importance of reciprocity in relationship? Right back at home in Paris, where I was living with my parents as a little boy, and I did notice, my father would be upset I said that in public, but my father is not the best cook. He thinks he is, but he's not. My mom is. So, reciprocity in the couple was that my father was always set up the table, cut the bread, prepare even the, the, the butter on the bread sometimes for my mom. She would cook for all of us, and my dad would always clean up after my mom put the dinner. My dad would be the one taking out all the dishes from the table, put it in the washer and all of that. And there was this word, la reciprocité, reciprocity. And my mom said that to me. She said, Simon, there cannot be a good marriage or a good relationship if there is no reciprocity. And when it's your time, Simon, remember this. Without reciprocity, it's a one-way street and it doesn't work. So just keep that in mind. That's the example I've learned it way back when in Paris. You call the next 855-905-8255. If you have a question about your relationship, just dial in 855-905-8255. Kayla, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. <laughs> bonjour, Kayla. Welcome to the rendezvous. What is going on? Well, um, I have a group of friends. Um, we go out in groups. Sometimes it's two of us, sometimes three, four, five. Like, there's just a pack of girls. We're all friends. And we go, you know, we go to a bar. We're getting invited to a party or something. But yeah. I have one friend who, when we go out with her... If there's any single guy at the party at all, she'll call dibs and just move in on the single guy. So then we're like playing a game of The Bachelor. And it always happens. And I'm wondering, is there anything I can do to stop this? Because it's so annoying. And then also, sometimes she wouldn't even be interested in the guy, I think. It's just that she's moving in and then none of us have a shot. Or because if she has spoken to him first, you guys are not authorized or allowed to speak to him? Is that what it is? Pretty much, yeah. And then she, she'll go all mean girl on us if we move in and start talking to him. And I, I mentioned it once, and she's like, oh, you guys, you're being crazy. It's just we're all friends here. We're all being friends. But she's doing more than just being friends, you know? I see. Uh, Kayla, do you think you've missed on a great guy because of that? At least once or twice, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, because then once the guy is, like, talking to her, it's like he's not going to want to get to know any of her friends why you know? why why is she so special compared to you guys why do you say that i don't know she's just like she's a hotter person probably than all of us or at least presents herself that way she wears less clothes okay all right i don't know her so that's why i ask you okay so then there's a simple strategy to this just do some nights without her right so just go out with one girlfriend and no games and then just you know Meet somebody who um, is going to be interested in you and don't bring her in until you actually go out with the guy. All you need to do is separate yourself from her, right? And some nights, just you and another girl that you like, that doesn't act like a savage, just 
gonna go <laughs> and really i mean i think i i'm, I'm not gonna judge her i mean maybe that's her personality you know or her insecurity or her self-confidence i don't know her but i think for you it's very easy do girls night out without her from now on when she's around have fun with it and then when she's not here and you want to meet somebody or just you know have a better chance just go out with a different girlfriend and it should be fine yep okay okay, okay? all right girl yeah. Good luck to you and have a good night. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's an interesting Facebook message. What would you do if you met somebody wonderful, but they have one major difference with you? That's next. You're listening to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. If you can't, darling, you can always send me a question like on a Facebook message. Trisha, what is going on with Harry? All right, so Harry messages in and says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Harry. I met this great girl on a dating app, and I like her a lot. We went out on a date and had awesome chemistry, but she's really religious, and I'm an atheist. She doesn't know yet, and I'm wondering, should I tell her or just see how it plays out? Ooh, Ari, that's a good question. If you meet somebody very religious and you're not at all, should you tell them now or see how it goes? I'm going to answer that next. Have you ever started dating a person that was very religious and you're not at all, but I mean at all? That's the message that Ari sent me on Facebook at the Rendezvous Radio. It says, you know, Simon, I met this great girl, but she doesn't know I'm not religious. Should I tell her or just see how it goes? Ari, always see how it goes. Because as many people who have different religions would make it work, there are people who are very religious, married to people who do not believe in any form of faith. And there are people who don't make it work with the same religion. So my advice is this. Always take a chance. Who doesn't dare doesn't leave, Harry. Take a chance. Don't talk about it until it's time. And of course, be honest. But I really believe love is the essence of any religion. So take a chance. You call the next 855-905-8255 or in English 855-905-8255 We speak French and English on the rendezvous. Asha, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? Thank you. Hi. Um, so my husband and I have been having a lot of communication issues. I feel like we exist in two different worlds. Um, and no matter how many times we like talk about that, we don't feel connected and we're both lacking things. Nothing seems to change. So when you talk together, give me an example like of a conversation you had with your husband and it went nowhere. Um, so I'll tell him that I just I don't think that sitting next to each other on the couch watching TV while he's also on the phone is like spending quality time together. And then I say, I don't know what to do because we've had this conversation a million times. And he'll be like, well, if you don't have any suggestions on ways for me to fix this, I can't fix it. I see. I see. Um, <laughs> no, no, I understand. And so I think I made that mistake myself a couple of times in my life. Uh, so I'm guilty <laughs> of that too. But uh, when you tell him that, he doesn't put the phone down. So because the obvious answer would be, okay, I hear you. Let me put the phone down and just create this quality time. So he doesn't do that after that kind of talk? Correct. <laughs> I see. And do you think, so let's go one step deeper. Do you think it's a passive-aggressive move, finally, that if you've told him a million times, and he doesn't do it, it's kind of because he's, he's also frustrated with you for something else. 
I think so. And I always ask, like, are we okay? What am I doing? And it's like, no, no, it's fine. And I don't I know he's really stressed at work and hates his job, but like it seems so personal that I feel like it has to be something I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so listen, I think I, I got it on this one. When it comes to that communication, okay, so first of all, uh, men and women, are, number one, very, very different. We don't need to talk a lot. Women need to talk way more than us. And it's a kind of a balance, all right? So the compromise is, and I would work on him with the compromise. So the solution would be, when you talk to him next, say, listen, let's come up with a compromise. So I need a little more of your attention. I don't need all the attention. I know you're busy with work, this, that, but I need some. So, and then ask him, what do you think is the right compromise when it comes to the phone, when it comes to spending time together? And you involve him in that conversation. So it's not you telling him what to do or him resisting what you're telling him. Just it's a it's a solution created by both of you. Okay. See what I mean? Yeah. And then when you offer him to tell what he wants and how much time he wants to spend with you, then you know you guys agree to something, and then you can tell him. Remember, we agreed to that together. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. G- give it a try. Compromise is not an ugly <laughs> technique, so it keeps peace in the house usually. Awesome. I will. All right, Asha. Thank you so much for your call, and have a good night. Thanks. You too. More rendezvous next. I got a last question to ask you before we uh, finish the show. Would you be okay with someone proposing at your wedding? That's a question I had posted on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Would you be okay with someone proposing at your wedding? Now, guess what? 77% of you said not okay. But 23%, that's a big amount, said I don't care. I'm part of the 23%. I don't care. Listen, love brings love. Love attracts love. And I know some people say it ruined my day, but if my wedding will bring somebody else to say, do you want to marry me? Then I feel it's a blessing for all of us and it's a great sign from the universe. So I'm part of the 23%. I'm kind of the easy breezy kind. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much for voting. Uh, if you miss me during the day, check out my podcast, La Confession, at therendezvousshow.com, and I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you so much. Bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.